Thanks for staying with us. It's Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Happy Sunday again to all. Hope you're having a nice, relaxing morning. And right now, we have a real special guest to join us on Mile High Magazine. It's Arlen Preblood, founder and executive director of We Don't Waste. Arlen, thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine this morning. My pleasure, Murph. I'm glad to be with you. Well, listen, what you're doing around the Denver area is simply fabulous. And uh, like many others, I did not know anything about We Don't Waste. So what is it and what are you doing? Well, first of all, We Don't Waste is a Denver-based nonprofit. And we have a dual focus in the community. That is keeping perishable food out of the landfill and delivering that food to uh, needed people in the community. So we keep the food out of the landfill, which obviously protects all of us, and then we turn around and provide that food to those who are most vulnerable. Well, where did you come up with this idea? How did this all start? Well, it started about 12, 13 years ago. I had previously practiced law, and we were in the depths of that recession, if you recall. Sure. And uh, I no longer wanted to compete in that venue, so I decided to hang up the shingle and see what I might be able to do looked around, looked around. My wife and I are foodies, and we're often out in the community, and I, I start talking to people in the restaurants that I knew, and I said, what do you do with the food that's left over after an evening? And they said generally, you know, that they had to throw it away because they attempted in the past to maybe donate it to uh, a group or so, but that was not very successful. And I said, uh, wow, w- w- would you consider donating that food to my organization? And in turn, I would deliver it to agencies throughout the city. Well, they were excited to do that. And then uh, to follow up, I I went back and contacted some of the nonprofits that I had associated with. And they also were having a difficult time because funds were drying up. There were more people uh, looking for good food. And I said, would you take this food if I could provide it? And they said, absolutely. So that's how it started. I I had a Volvo station wagon. (laughs) I put the seats down and I bought a tarp and start knocking on doors. And at first it was with uh, caterers, because as you you might know, caterers prepare for an event, and if it's for 250 people, they prepare for 275, because the last thing they want is the guests to come to them after the event and say, hey, you ran out of food. Right. But invariably there are situations where 250 don't show up because of inclement weather or other commitments or what have you. And all this extra food is there. So I convinced them to uh, take it back to their commissaries, to pan it in aluminum foils, to cover it, label it, and put it in their coolers, and to call me. And that's how it started. And uh, that was in September of 2009. And here we are in 2021, and we're going strong. Boy, I guess so. I bet you don't pick up food in the Volvo anymore. No, (laughs) no, I've had to retire the Volvo. We now have, uh, have four refrigerated trucks. We have a, uh, a, a van that we use for small pickups, and we are now in an 11,500-square-foot facility with 1,000 square feet of cooler space and about 500 square feet of uh, freezer space. So we've, uh, we've grown considerably, to well, be sure. I guess, and quite successfully. Tell people what you do with the food you pick up. Where does it go? Sure. So once we pick up this food, uh, if we don't have a situation where we can take it directly to an agency, we'll bring it back to our facility. We then, uh, if it requires uh, to be cooled and everything, we put it into our coolers. Or if it's shelf-stable, we we have that warehouse that we use. And then on a regular basis, we turn around and we uh, deliver the food to about 100 and 
140, 150 community-based agencies, everything from food banks to food uh, pantries to uh, congregate feeding sites. And uh, we give them that food at no cost to them. We pick up the food from about 160 food donors throughout the metropolitan Denver area. We don't charge them to pick up the food, so it's a win-win situation. They get to take a tax deduction for the food they deliver to us or we pick up. And the agencies have this food, which saves them money because if they don't have this food, they oftentimes have to dig into their budgets and go out and purchase food. So we think we've we've got a uh, terrific program that benefits so many people. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And the good thing is this is fresh food, fresh vegetables, fruits, prepared food, all all of that? All of that, yes. About uh, 50% of everything we pick up is fresh fruits, vegetables, lean protein, and dairy. So uh, we, we try to provide uh, the community that we serve with the best nutritious food that we have available to us on a, a regular basis. Well, which is probably way more than most pantries can offer people that need, right? That's for sure. And then we've expanded our opportunity because... We found back in 2019, we did some research, and we found that there are about 50 food deserts in Denver alone. And we mapped that, and then we overlaid the map with places where we do deliver, and we found that we were missing a lot of places. So we narrowed it down, and we opened up what we call mobile food markets. We did two of those back in March of 2019, one on the north side of I-70 and one on the south side of I-70 because that area, the Groveville, Elyria, Swansea area, was being impacted also by the C-70 project to widen and improve uh, I-70. Well, we did those for a year, and they were mobile markets. They were designed like a farmer's markets where people could walk up. They could literally shop. We put the food out on tables and they could walk through, pick and choose what they wanted, and take as much as they wanted. Very successful. I'll bet. But then came COVID in March of 2020, and we couldn't continue to do it in that manner. So within a period of two weeks, we pivoted, and we made them both drive-through markets, where we had volunteers that came to us. They packaged the food that we had in the shopping bags or boxes. Then we would take it out to these areas and set it up, and people would drive through, and we would ask them to pop their trunk. We put the food in there after asking them what they needed, and off they went. And we were doing between 8 and 10 a month during COVID, which was a, a tremendous impact on us as well as an impact on the community that we were serving. So we, uh, we really have uh, refined the process. We're now back where we begin to open up some of the markets with uh, walk-ups, but we found also that most of the people that were providing food to liked the concept of the drive through because they didn't have to stand out, especially if the weather was inclement. And uh, we do about six to eight of those a month. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How do people find out where you are? Is it on your website, a map, or some directions? Certainly. If they visit org, there is a drop-down tag that says About Us. And at the bottom of that, there's a listing of our mobile markets, and they're free to come and uh, take whatever they need from us, and we, we hope that we provide them the sustenance that everyone needs. It's wedontwaste.org. Pretty simple enough. Well, and let me ask you, Arlen, you talked about there's no charges involved here for people to pick up the food, and you're getting the food. How do you, how do you fund all of this? Because you've got a lot of people. you got trucks. you got a warehouse. How do you do all that? 
Well, like you said, we have a lot of people. We've increased our staff in the last year by five people. We have, as I said, four refrigerated trucks and this van. And uh, like every other business, we run this really like a for-profit, except at the end of the year, monies that we have, we pound back into the organization. So we depend upon individuals, first of all, because they're the heartbeat of our organization. But then we also have support from foundations throughout the country, from corporations, and then we run several uh, events throughout the year. One is uh, Fill a Plate for Hunger that we do in September, which brings in a substantial amount for our budget, and other events that we depend on to raise enough funds to keep us going, and we've been very successful with that. Well, if people want to help out, maybe volunteer. I'm sure you can always use some volunteers. Would they go Absolutely. to we go to dot org? Right, and there's a tab for volunteers. They can sign up, and we can use them in many, many different ways, and we appreciate anyone that wants to come, uh, obviously, to to assist with us, as well as people that want to donate to us, and no amount is too small for us to process and, and uh, complement what we do. We're talking with Arlen Preblood, the founder and executive director of We Don't Waste. So, Arlen, you've been doing this for uh, obviously a bundle of years. What kind of impact do you think you've had on Denver? And is it strictly Denver? Do you reach out any further, north, south, west? Yes, we do. Uh, we, we we do since our inception. We've probably put out about 160, 170 million servings of food in, in the uh, metropolitan Denver area. And the important thing with that amount going to people, we've saved about 40 million pounds of food from the landfill wow. instead of uh, contributing to the methane gas that is exhibited. So we reach almost up to Fort Collins and uh, all the way down almost to Colorado Springs. So um, we do cover practically the fr- front range. And then, as I said, through the mobile food markets, we expand within the Denver area, and we always are looking to increase that penetration as best we can. And as I also understand it, Arlen, you work with schools in some capacity, do you not? We do. We have a program where, one, on occasions with some schools, we pick up food that they uh, they don't the, the students don't finish, and it's you know it's not food that they started, but it's food that's untouched. So we'll recover that. But then we've expanded to an educational program where we go into schools and we conduct a, an audit, a food recovery audit, with them and show the kids exactly how much waste is occurring. And then we provide them with information on how they can prevent that. So that's been very successful. And and when we enjoy really the people that are working on that program, enjoy working with young kids because it's interesting that if you teach young kids something, they go home and what do they do? They sit down at the dinner table with their parents and say, you know, I learned about this in school today. And they populate the information with their friends and with their parents. And sure enough, people begin to understand what it means to have food insecurity and how they can best help to prevent some of that. So it's an excellent program that we've started with. Oh, that is. You know, the kids are smart, and they do spread the word. They're not afraid to talk about it. And if they learn it at school, you're right. They'll take it home, and then it goes on from there, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. They're our best uh, our best shout-out, <laughs> the kids that we impress. I'll bet. So maybe you can maybe talk a little bit more why it's so important, Not maybe now more than ever, to fight food insecurity, because there is food insecurity. Well, there's a tremendous amount of food insecurity. And when you stop to think that 40% of the food that we produce in this country is never into the mouths of people, it's wasted. 
And currently, unfortunately, you know, the, the cost of food has gone up. I think the last number I saw was about six, almost six and a half percent. Very true. So people that are uh, struggling, when they get a hit like that, it's really devastating to them. And when you realize that, you know, today, one in three kids in Colorado are food insecure, and one in six total population are food insecure. So they're struggling to buy food as best they can. They have to continue to pay for their rent, for their utilities and their health care. So when we interpose on them the ability to go to these markets or go to a food pantry or food bank and get this product without having to pay for it, you're really having an impact on society because, you know, just as an example, picture the young kid who comes from a family who is food insecure, gets up in the morning, he's hungry, he might get something to eat, goes to school, and all day long he's concerned whether when he gets home there's going to be food for him to eat. They can't concentrate on their schoolwork when they're thinking about how they're best going to survive the day and find a meal. So it's really important that the community come together and recognize just how impactful uh, something like We Don't Waste is in preventing the food insecurity that is uh, ubiquitous throughout this country. Well, as I sit here and hear you talk about this, Arlen, and your heart is in such a great place, but it is a win-win situation. It's win for people getting food and for those establishments that have food to give, they're not wasting it, as you said. What a great thing. Yeah, we find that it sells itself almost because when you walk into somebody that's interested in this and you tell them, look, you were going to throw this food away. You were going to have to pay to put it into a dumpster, and if you haul it, it's going to cost you dollars to haul it to the landfill. We're here to provide that food to people that are food insecure, that are most vulnerable in our population, and it's going to cost you nothing, and you get a tax write-off for what you donate to us. So it's hard for those folks to say no to us when we approach them and, and educate them about what they're doing with the food that we are able to secure. Absolutely. And it makes them feel good on top of all that. It cannot help but make you feel good. Well, we hope so. I know. <laughs> if we've been around this long and doing what we do, I think we've impressed quite a few people as to the value of we don't waste. That's true. Very good point. Arlen Pre-Blood, keep up the good work. Founder and executive of We Don't Waste. Their website, wedontwaste.org. If you want more information, you want to donate, you want to physically help out, they can use all of the above. Arlen, thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine today, and keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Murph. We appreciate the opportunity, and best to you and your loyal followers. Thank you very much, too. Come on anytime. We'd love to have you back. And same for you guys, too. It's Mile High Magazine every Sunday morning right here. Thanks for listening.